and you'll notice soon the mind wanders away. When that happens, we must follow one of the principles of mindfulness, which is being gentle with the process. So gently recognizing that our mind has wandered away without forcing, commenting, judging. With this gentle awareness, just returning to the present moment. And at this time, it is the object for us. We also call this as the principle of non-striving, which means not trying to work too hard in your practice. It's just easy into it. And this fluid reflexive awareness helps us to ease into the practice. Let's take a deep breath now. Okay, so we'll do a bit of, oh Rita, no problem. Uh, we were just doing a simple practice of using an object for a mindfulness meditation practice, which means finding an object and just resting our attention on the object resting attention in a way that we notice either the shape of the object or the color of the object. And then whenever the mind runs away, just gently recognizing it, coming back to the present moment. And this time it was the object and we call this as object meditation. So let's have a few minutes for sharing before we jump into the next practice. But I have a question which we will ponder over. And the question is why do we need mindfulness in our life? Can we not have some other resources and uh, find peace, well-being, nourish ourselves. Why possibly could mindfulness uh, be necessary? So let's have some comments on the chat box.
to distract from negative uh, to distract from negative stressful upsetting thought it gives me the ability it gives us the ability to think about ourselves rather than focus on what's outside our control i found my vision was blurring during the end of that practice and my eyes were watering which was quite distracting yeah so kathy what you can do is like i said uh, when you feel that there's a strain in the eye, start blinking. So often blink. Do not, if we keep staring at the object, then there will be stress. And then we would want to give up the practice. Without the need for external gratification. Lovely. Clear out thinking, almost like wiping the sleeve clean and starting your too many things on our mind and we need the mind to settle down. And I love this comment specifically without the need for external gratification. And in, on the path of mindfulness, we call this as touching the potential of unconditional peace inside of us. Even though it is for a few seconds, a few glimpses of peace, but then we realize that the potential is there inside of us and we need to harness that potential. And uh, then we realize that sometimes we can step away from all that is happening in our life, at least for short moments and find peace within. So therefore I say, you don't have to go to exotic vacations to feel peaceful. We can do that in our living room, in the bedroom, diving within. Okay. Okay, great. So now again, we will do a practice to settle our body and I continuously keep on bringing this practice because we don't realize but our bodies take a lot of toll of what is whatever is happening to us uh, especially right now we're sitting in our chairs for seven to eight hours working the back is constricted you know there's so much of stress our shoulders start peeling eyes are strained so many things are happening plus the mind overworked so Thich Han says if we can consciously relax our body at our will many of our problems will dissipate so i have one more comment it's a practice that we can easily apply anywhere for any duration of time exactly and therefore i call this as a very portable potent practice we can do it even on a railway platform we just have to bring our attention into the present moment and to our breath so anytime we keep our spine straight attention is on the breath we are meditating so let's do again a short body scan today. I will again lead you through the practice, but let's start with some deep breathing, which means we don't have to breathe forcefully, but just a gentle, soft, longer inhalation. And the teachings of mindfulness say the practitioner is aware when they are taking a long breath by reminding themselves, breathing in, I'm aware of the long inhalation, breathing out, I'm aware of the long exhalation. So we'll do that for a couple of two, three cycles, and then I will guide you through the body scan practice. Okay, so let's start. Gently keeping your eyes closed, or if you find that difficult, then keeping them slightly open with a soft gaze at the floor. And let's start by taking softer and longer inhalations. And softer and longer exhalations. 
breathing in, I'm aware of the long in-breath. Breathing out, I'm aware of the long out-breath. And now become aware of your top of the head. Just opening your awareness to any sensations that you can feel there. And also becoming aware of the back of your head. Breathing in, I'm aware of my head. Breathing out, I relax my head. Breathing in, I'm aware of my face. Breathing out, I relax my face. Breathing in, I'm aware of my neck. Breathing out, I relax my neck. Breathing in, I'm aware of my shoulders. Breathing out, I relax my shoulders. Breathing in, I'm aware of my arms. Breathing out, I relax my arms. Breathing in, I'm aware of my chest and stomach. Breathing out, I relax my chest and stomach. Breathing in, I'm aware of my back. And breathing out, I relax and let go. Breathing in, I'm aware of my limbs. Breathing out, I relax my limbs. Breathing in, I'm aware of my whole body. And breathing out, I smile to my body.
breathing in and relax my body from head to toe, breathing out a smile to my body. Let's now move into a sense of gratitude for the body. How wonderful it is to have a body. And being grateful for all that the body does for us. Continuously at work. And when we find moments like this to settle our body, we are nourishing it. Having a sense of gratitude for having taken time out to help ourselves nourish our bodies. Also having gratitude for how wonderful it is to have a mind which can scan the body and be aware of it. And now extending this gratitude to all that we have which is helping us to tide over these difficult times. Let's take a deep breath now. Gently opening your eyes. Okay, so let's pause for some comments and questions. So this morning, you know, I woke up in the, I woke up very early because I was disturbed in my sleep and then uh, I woke up the body was feeling very unsettled and then uh, for first five minutes i tried very hard to go back to sleep then i realized oh i don't have to do this i can just lying in my bed do the body scan for a few minutes and when i did that i went into sleep again and then woke up very fresh so this is also one of the principles of mindfulness again non-striving but just accepting what has happened in the present moment and then using the body as the support so this is such a portable practice and uh, it can be done for as long as 45 minutes i do it two three times a week as short as two minutes even those two minutes are very helpful to settle the body by just mindful breathing scanning the body from head to toe and releasing any feelings of stress or tension that we have. Like I keep saying, this activates the rest and repair system of the body, the parasympathetic nervous system.
must remember to do that when I struggle to get back to sleep. It's very, very helpful. Another thing that I try uh, sometimes, uh, these days my body clock is upset, the rhythm is upset. So quite often I go to sleep very late at night. But when I lie on my bed, I am just uh, becoming aware of all the sounds. So lying on my bed, I can do a sound meditation, just opening my awareness to all the sounds that are reaching out to me. And then with that, I, I have experienced that I am able to slip into deep sleep uh, in a few moments. Otherwise, my initial tactic was, you know, put headphones on, listen to something on YouTube or listen to music. But I realized it's not a very helpful practice. It's only distraction and just waiting for sleep to arrive. But I think uh, I can do these little meditative practices and feel peaceful. I started a gratitude journal about two weeks ago, just jotting down three things that have gone well for me throughout the day into my phone before I go to bed. It's amazing how fostering the sense of gratitude and awareness for positive things going on around me has improved my sense of well-being. Wonderful. This is a very, very beautiful practice. And David, now what you could also do is, I call this as consciously uh, thinking of things that we are grateful. And we can also do this as an integrated practice. How, for example, let's say right now we were doing this body scan and then we had gratitude. How wonderful it is to have this feeling of peace, integrated practice. So when I have the, this is an Indian tradition. And I think it's also in many parts of the world. When food arrives on our plate, everybody prays. Thank you, God, for this food on our plate. And thank you to all of them who have worked hard for this food to arrive on our plate. So we have a prayer. I used to do that very regularly when I was in my school days, but then I forgot in between. So that's an integrated practice. Immediate. This morning I had a hot water bath. So while I was having the bath, I'm like, thank you, God, I have a bucket of hot water. So, so gratitude in the moment. But this is a very beautiful practice to write down at least three things that we are grateful for. Okay. So before we go to the next practice, today we will do mindfulness of thoughts. But before we go to the next practice, actually, let's do the practice. And then I want to share a small uh, anecdote from the path of mindfulness. Okay, so mindfulness of thoughts. I think I've missed one comment. Let me just quickly read it. Okay, one I have a new laptop and I keep struggling with it. I keep waking up at 3 a.m. every morning. I will try that. Yeah, Nick, you should try this. Uh, and don't try too hard. Just easily, just paying attention to the body sensations. You could either start from the head and descend to the toes or start from toes upwards, any which way. Okay. So now mindfulness of thoughts. Again, if you see, friends, right now in these moments of crisis, our mind is overworked. Uh, at least once or twice a day, we have this thought, when will this end? How will my future unfold? What if whatever I have planned doesn't work out? And uh, again, sometimes somewhere we hear a news of lockdown coming up again. A lot of thoughts keep churning out, plus the news that we consume. So the mind is really overworked. And uh, continuously, we are being pulled towards 
these thoughts of pandemic and thoughts of uncertainty, anxiety. So it's necessary to also handle our thoughts effectively so that we don't go into a downward spiral. So mindfulness of thoughts simply means using the metaphor of a river. Okay, when we watch the river flow by, sitting on the bank of the river, we can easily watch it and yet not get carried away with it. But when we jump into the river, we will get carried away with the currents of the river. It's also very difficult to swim upstream. So this is what we do. We will have, you, we will use thoughts as the support for practice, watching each thought arrive and pass by, not identifying with the thought. Identifying with the thought means I am thinking. And disidentifying means this thought has arrived in me. And just let it pass by. Initially, you may find it difficult, but just remind yourself of sitting on the bank of the river. And then you will see, eventually we will, do, we will be able to do this, like let go of the thoughts. And uh, then something arises as a result of not clinging onto the thoughts, but just being a witness to the thoughts. The content of the thought doesn't matter. What matters is the witnessing of the thought. Okay, so if you've got my instructions correctly, just give me a thumbs up and then we'll start. Okay, so let's start. And don't try to stop your thoughts. Because when you say, I will not think, that is also a thought. And also maintaining this awareness, if you get carried away with the thought, then just reminding yourself of the metaphor of the river. Whatever is the thought, positive, negative, or neutral, can just allow it to come and then let it pass by. 
We don't have to block any thought, try to change any thought. Neither do we have to try and concentrate at some point to avoid thinking nothing, just being aware. Okay, let's take a deep breath. Okay, how was this practice? And it's essential, friends, that we spend few minutes of a day, maybe two minutes, to just watch our thoughts. Just watch and let them pass by. Because then it gives us a different understanding. And the understanding is I am, instead of I am thinking, I am attracting these thoughts. And sometimes if the thoughts become too overwhelming, like a deluge of thoughts, what I do is take a couple of deep breaths, softer and deeper inhalations, softer and deeper exhalations. And it's necessary for all of us to disidentify ourselves from our thinking. Uh, because sometimes under the emotion, influence of emotions, we are not thinking straight. And then that affects our decision-making also. So, uh, we keep saying that do not take each thought too seriously uh, because then there's an impulse to act on that thought if we have identified with it. Either act mentally by producing another thought or think of taking an external action on the thoughts that I have. So for example, I do intermittent fasting, okay? so which means 16, 17 hours of fast from the last meal. So suddenly in the morning, sometimes the body, the stomach will churn a little bit and there is a thought, maybe I should reach out and just have one cup of black tea. But actually, if, if I keep just watching the sensations and not take this thought seriously, after a few minutes, there is no sensation of hunger in the body. And now, because of paying attention to the body, I clearly also am able to discern when am I really feeling hang hungry and when are just these little sensations coming up. So if I take the thought seriously, I will never stay disciplined with my regime. I will always give up, give up basis what I am thinking. So not taking it too seriously. Yeah, it is very easy to be drawn down into the rabbit hole of a thought. However, I'm getting pulling myself out of that hole now rather than become impatient. Yes. And uh, one way to not get drawn into the rabbit hole is attention and awareness. With that awareness, we can realize that we don't have to be on autopilot. We can make a conscious choice. I used to really struggle with this practice. I would try to hang on to the visualization of the river so hard that it was distracting in itself. Dropping the effort to keep the image of the river in my mind actually allowed me to watch my thoughts with more ease. Wonderful. And therefore, one of the principles that we constantly keep reiterating is non-striving non-striving so i keep saying this effort works in the external world to achieve a result but awareness works in the inner world when we drop the effort with awareness something else unfolds uh, so wonderful david yeah. uh, so now i want to share how tignath han once explained how mindfulness should come not just as a formal practice 
but an integrated practice. So he, he narrates an incident. He says, when I joined the commune, uh, the newcomers had the responsibility of washing the dishes and uh, washing the dishes for 100 people. There were 100 people in the commune and only two, three people to wash all the dishes. And that time there were no dishwashers, right? So they had to wash with ash and scrub all the dishes. And he said, I found that process so tedious and I disliked it. And, uh, but that was the intent for their grooming days that uh, whenever, whatever you are doing, you have to be mindful. So whether it is washing the dishes, an unpleasant activity, whether you're walking from point A to point B or doing something else, but being mindful uh, and it's called as mindfulness in action. So he said, once I started doing that, then I started washing the dishes very slowly, paying attention to the running water, paying attention to sensations on my palms, you know, and wash each dish carefully. And then I realized that we have to wash the dishes for the sake of washing the dishes, not to get through and then try and do something more pleasant. Uh, that's not mindfulness is what he says. So mindfulness in action means everything that we do, we can bring our attention. Uh, so that day I had this experience. I was cleaning my plate and I put it on the shelf. And then after a while, my mom picked it up and she said, you haven't cleaned this properly. And I realized I wasn't washing the dishes for the sake of washing the dishes. My attention was somewhere else. Maybe I had to write a letter, uh, write an email or a draft, or I have to complete one assignment or think of the workshop tomorrow, but I was not present. And therefore the dish was left unclean. And thanks to my mom, she pointed out, then I remembered the teaching. So this way, uh, remembering the teachings also helps sometimes uh, that we are able to recover our wandering mind and come to the present moment. Must teach our kids to try this process when they're washing off after dinner. Oh yes, uh, I don't know if I shared this story, but uh, when this pandemic happened, our domestic help started uh, stopped coming. So I had to clean the entire house for 75 days, sweeping and mopping. First two days I tried it with the headphones on to distract myself. Then I remembered the teaching of Thikmathan. So I said, I will just mindfully sweep and mop. And then I could realize it only takes eight minutes, but imagine I was cribbing so much about those eight minutes. But when this new understanding developed, they were very mindful eight minutes. Uh, so not just formal practice, but carrying this in our day-to-day -day life, extremely important. Uh, we can do anything and everything mindfully or mindlessly. Okay, so let's have a couple of minutes for any comments and questions before we do the next practice. Bye, Aaron. See you next week. Have a pleasant week ahead. So friends, now this time uh, to walk today onwards, maybe you could try these little moments of mindfulness and action. Whatever you are doing, bringing full attention to the present moment and see if the quality of the experience changes in, in some way. Okay. Bye, Manglish. Take care.
Okay, so now today we will do another practice and we will today use a mantra uh, for support. And the mantra can be simple, just one word. Uh, in India, we like to use the mantra, seed mantra, Om. So we can use Om, you can use the word peace, you can use the word joy, serenity. The intent is not to create peace, joy, serenity, but you just use the word as a support, like they say, words that we use also have vibrations and power in them in by themselves right so we'll use that as a support and we inhale following the breath all the way in when we exhale repeating the mantra silently whatever you feel is a good mantra for you yeah so if my instructions are clear just a thumbs up and then we'll start okay so let's start. And we follow the same principle whenever the mind is not there in the present moment, recognizing that it is gone away and gently returning to the present moment. Okay, let's take a deep breath. Okay, so before we get into the next practice, a little bit of uh, discussion. When we do this practice, friends, continuously recognizing the distraction and gently returning to the present moment, we're training something called as a meta-attention. Attention means consciously bringing your attention to one point and meta-attention is recognizing that my attention is wandered away. And with that recognition, returning to the present moment. 
if we are able to train ourselves on meta attention, that leads then to a continuous stream of concentration. So we don't have to really train ourselves to concentrate, but we have to train ourselves to recover the wandering mind. And the byproduct is concentration, focus, enhanced productivity. Okay, so we'll quickly jump into our last practice and then uh, we will have a little bit of common sharing and then we'll close the day. So this practice today, we will do two minutes of two to three minutes of mindful contemplation. And we will use the concept of interdependence to contemplate. So when we close our eyes and fall, start following our breath, we will just allow this word interdependence to emerge in our mind. And with this word in the mind, whatever is arising connected to this word, you will just contemplate on it. So don't force yourself to think, but let it arise. And I'm sure something will come up when you hold this word interdependence in your consciousness. And so we'll contemplate for two, three minutes, and then I will lead you into the prayer which we do as compassion practice, but we'll do a short prayer today. Once the prayer is over, I will sing a chant. I, I love this chant and I thought I should just sing today a short chant. And if you like the chant and if you feel inspired, you can just hum and or even sing along. Okay, so three steps. First, contemplation on interdependence, then the compassion prayer, and then the chant, and then we will close the session. So if my instructions are clear, again, a thumbs up, and then we'll start. Okay, so sitting in a posture that supports the practice, we call this as a dignified posture. And let's just recall the word interdependence. which is very different from independence. Let's spend a few minutes contemplating on this word.
So with this word interdependence and contemplating for a few moments that while we may perceive many times our in existence to be independent, but the reality is we are interdependent every time. And therefore now we will pray and release the feelings of love and kindness for all the living beings. May all living beings be happy. May all living beings be free from suffering. May all living beings live in joy. May all living beings receive love and care. Imagining these feelings of loving kindness expanding and reaching out to all the living beings. And now just a short chant. Nothing on earth can hold me. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Nothing on earth can hold me. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Nothing to fear anymore. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Nothing to fear anymore. Nothing on earth can hold me. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Nothing on earth can hold me. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Nothing to fear anymore. Nothing on earth can hold me. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. Nothing on earth can hold me. Rise, O oh my soul, in freedom. So let's have these short moments of gratitude that we could take time off, spend this time to nourish our mind and body. And let's also pray that we take this peace and joy and contribute little ways to help people find peace and joy. Let's take a deep breath. 
gently opening your eyes. So the credit of this chant goes to Ananda Sangha, where they teach uh, Kriya Yoga meditation. I learned it there. And in India, we have a rich tradition of a very old tradition of offering chants in service to God. And I think these words have great power in them. Something arises with these words within us. Okay, so let's have final comments and questions and then we will close the day. Oh, I've got a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. I'm dealing with restlessness, working from home. It comes from missing someone. How can you deal with this restlessness? Yeah. So, Nick, one way to deal with restlessness, and these are all emotions. If you see all these emotions arise in the physical body in the form of strong sensations. So there would be a specific place in your body where you will feel restless. For example, I feel it in my stomach all the time. And suddenly I feel my breathing is disrupted when I start feeling restless. So it could be different for you. But one way that mindfulness can help is bringing attention to all these sensations that they arise. And sometimes in those moments, they will come like a tornado. But if we don't suppress them or don't try to engage ourselves with some external activity to distract ourselves, you will see that they will also dissipate eventually. So these emotions, sometimes when they come up, uh, there's a metaphor again, these are like crying babies and we have to hold them gently to our heart and nourish ourselves, soothe ourselves, but not try and deny and suppress them because then it grows like a, a grows like a potent volcano and then we will erupt sometimes so watching these body sensations and sometimes if it's too overwhelming then deep breathing like we did steady and deep inhalations steady softer deep exhalations and if possible just lying down on your bed and just watching these sensations so the focal point is to relax the body not by suppressing one awareness and then using breath as the support, you will see eventually these sensations will dissipate. Therefore, in the path of mindfulness, we say we are neither our thoughts, we are neither our emotions. All these will come sometimes as dark clouds. Uh, but if we try to snatch the clouds and preserve them or attach ourselves to them, then they will bring suffering. But if we just let the clouds be, sometimes they will rain very heavily on us, but they will pass by. Then what remains is the vast sky of awareness again. So try this and then we will discuss in the next session. Thank you for another session. Gum tree as your object. Oh, wonderful. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining. I wish you a peaceful week ahead. And also, I wish you that you find inspiration to do short practices. And we'll be glad to listen to your experiences. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye-bye.
Welcome, Andre.